Andy, where the bloody hell have you been? I've been on a cruise. It's because I've turned 50. Oh. And it's, yeah, it's true. Back in November. And Sue and I got very excited about the fact that we can buy things from Saga now, <laughs> including <laughs> our car insurance, our home insurance. We look forward to the monthly magazine. It's fabulous. And did you know that you can go on these lengthy cruises around the fjords? Wow. I, I did not know that. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Ice is an amazing thing. Anyway, so that's where we've been. We've been away on a cruise. Around the fjords. Around the fjords. Well, not all the time. We've been on one or two coach trips as well. Oh. <laughs> nice. Well, we're enjoying the fact that, you know, we've reached a certain point in life now where, you know, we don't need to be going out on a Saturday night getting tanked up and eating kebabs. We can enjoy ourselves at a more leisurely pace. On a coach. And there's nothing that we enjoy more than maybe a Sunday drive, yeah. packing some egg sandwiches. <laughs> and that's what we do. We go out, and, uh, and that's where we've been. Good. No, that's not true, actually. <laughs> we haven't been on a cruise at all. You surprised me. <laughs> but I do actually think... There's something about it. There's something about, we've been talking about this recently. There's something about a coach mystery tour. Have you ever been on one? I, now, I've not been on one, but I have been involved um, in organising one. Uh, I was involved in uh, the mystery party that was at the end of the tour that the coach party didn't know they were they were turning up to. And so I very secretly helped organize uh, kind of it was like a party in a lay by. It wasn't the greatest thing, but <laughs> that's dogging. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, we had like cups of tea in polystyrene cups. It was the 80s and everything. But it was like a proper party in a lay by. But I haven't actually been on a mystery tour myself. I really quite fancy it. There's something quite, quite nice about the thought of getting on a bus at the beginning of the day and somebody taking you somewhere and stopping off for a nice lunch, perhaps. And you're not having to think, you're not having to make any decisions about where you go in or what you're going to see. They'll just drop you off and pick you up and bring you home. And, oh, it'd be lovely. Well, it, it does have a, have a certain appeal, I guess. But on the other hand, a coach. I, I couldn't think of anything worse, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember coach trips as a kid uh, we'd go away with dad's work all of his uh he used to work at the sugar beet plant yeah where we are um so there'd be like annual beanos to skegness for the for the for the day and that th i hated them and i've never been on a coach trip since oh couldn't th i really couldn't think of anything worse well, that's what we're thinking of doing. That's what we spend. We're not thinking we're doing it. We're, that's what we spend our Sundays doing now. Coach trips. Coach trips to a stately home. <laughs> oh, lovely. We've got, um, we've got a, an English heritage. Not English heritage. Is it English heritage? Whatever you get that no, owns all uh, the stately homes. National Trust. No, thank you. We've got a National Trust. I've got oh, a National yeah. Trust. Membership card. Yeah, yeah we've oh, got that. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I can't take the piss out of that. Then. Come here, you're thinking you're a big deal with your National Trust card. No. Come on. We're, we're all like a bit of Capability Brown. <laughs> <laughs> there's a show title, I think, right there. No, that's not the reason why there's been no unfinished business for the past few months, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm sorry for people that like listening to us talk about 
weeing in hotel kettles and burgers in brioche buns and all the, you know, the sensible stuff that people seem to like to come and listen to this podcast for. I just, I'm sorry. And I wanted to do some, but I just had a complete crash when it comes to, you know, energy or motivation or time or whatever. And it got to, I tell you what it was. I was working on hard-boiled web design, the, the rework of the book, which when Sue and I decided that we were going to do it, we said, oh, it's going to be easy. It's only going to take four weeks. Because <laughs> the reason for doing it, and I can say this now because it's all done and dusted, but we were desperate to get out of our contract with the publisher that had the book. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons uh, for doing the book, not only just to kind of put a great new book out there and update it, was because to get out of the, uh, the, the publisher contract. So uh, we looked at it and we thought, yeah, four weeks possibly. You know, it's not, can't be that out of date. It's only been five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent it round to half a dozen people who, and asked them to read it and say, you know, tell me which bits you think are okay and which bits need changing. And I'd expected them to say, well, you know, you ditch the animations, but bring in some Flexbox. Mm-hmm. So I thought there'd be one or two kind of chapters or whatever that needed some change. Oh, no. Every single bloody page needed changing. <laughs> There's like all of the examples. If you think about it, there was all of the walkthrough examples, you know, where you say, let's build this thing in Flexbox. So, you know, if if you're building a layout, you can't do that unless you've explained what Flexbox is. And because you've got to change layouts across media queries now, you've got to explain what media queries are. Mm. And I didn't talk about media queries until like the last chapter in the first book. Because it was all new then. So... I realized that I had to rebuild every single example, and that was like everything throughout the book. There was ended up being five new chapters. It took about 12 weeks in total. And by the time that I'd sort of run out of my own time that I'd allowed to do it, uh, I was back into client work again because, you know, you have to pay the bills. Mm. So I was doing kind of WWF and client work during the day and then spending all night writing a book. And, uh, and it was a, bit more of a challenge than I expected it to. So I got to the end and I'm just bloody knackered. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't I couldn't work all day and write a book in the evening. Well I I used to do that, but I couldn't do that anymore. I'm not a young man anymore, Andy. <laughs> well, you need to go on a coach trip. The, it it did get a bit much and I did kind of run out of energy towards the end. And the thought of actually having to prepare I know I'm you know we, there's not an awful lot of preparation needs to go into this podcast because generally we just make it up as we go along. <laughs> Surely not. That's not what it says in my script. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not um, shop talk or anything, you know, <laughs> thorough and prepared, professional. We're like not that. professionals here. No, not at all. So it didn't, didn't take that much effort, but the thought of actually having to kind of prepare for it and think about guests and topics and then edit it and stuff like that, I, I couldn't do it. So I was going to bring it back. And we were going to do a Christmas special. And I had a whole Christmas special planned. Um, and then, to be honest, I took a bit of a knock, like, personally, mm-hmm. in December. And I couldn't do it. I, it just was not in me to do it. I had to basically keep myself from throwing myself under a train, let alone do a bloody podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Um, and then this year... This is a, this just sounds like a litany of excuses, doesn't it? It's like <laughs> everything kind of happened. But this year's been a bit shit for work. Since sort of mid-December, our 
sort of turnover of projects has actually been fairly poor. And we've mm. done some really nice stuff. We've been working on Smashing's redesign and some WWF and whatever. But in terms of the general volume of stuff that we do, I've it's not been as much. Mm. So I've had to concentrate on you know, finding the work as well as doing the work. And uh, and podcast had to come second, I'm afraid. So what you're saying is that the dog ate your podcast. The dog <laughs> ate my podcast. Exactly. But, you know, I honestly didn't think that people were going to miss it. You know, I've, I, I didn't realise that people liked us talking about burgers in brioche buns and fish and chips in flat caps. Well. But apparently there's some strange people that do. <laughs> And coach trips Which and is egg sandwiches. Weird. Coach trips is going to be my new meme. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's, instead of the kettles in hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's ruined me, as you might have seen on Twitter from yesterday. Um, I really, I went to um, a UX camp thing, which is a little day of UX workshops up in Leeds. And I was gagging for a cup of tea and just looking at the kettle, all I could think about, it was just your references to hotel kettles. So I didn't get to have a cup of tea in my room. Well, the whole thing about weeing in hotel kettles, I suppose, is if you boil it thoroughly, then it must be okay again. Yeah, I guess. But once you've planted that seed, it's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure it's okay again. I, I don't think that's okay. I mean, surely you can have a similar problem on a coach trip as well. <laughs> you don't have a kettle on a coach trip. Well, maybe you should start taking one. Because when nature calls. <laughs> no, I, I was going to tell a story then a moment ago about a crisp packet and Alex when he was a young kid in a, in a, in a, uh, in a traffic jam. But I've decided it wasn't, a, it, it was a bag of tomatoes actually. And, um, but I've just decided that I'm not going to tell that story because I know that Alex listens to the podcast. Hello, mate. So we won't embarrass you again. I don't think you need to tell it. <laughs> I, th I think we've told ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I didn't think that people were going to miss it, but I've had umpteen emails and Twitter messages asking when it was coming back. And to be honest, that's cheered me up after, you know, a bit of a shitty time that has sort of cheered me up and it's given me a bit more confidence to get back behind the mic again. So that's been good. good. Thank you good. to everybody for that. Um, there are, have been loads of things that we could have talked about if I was still doing the damn podcast all that time. Because we could have talked about uh, the Geek Mental Health Week that we did in October, mm -hmm. which was a really good success. Enjoyed that. Um, we launched our new uh, header, banner navigation, um, and everything, new theme for the website, which I thought was quite cool. For stuff and nonsense back in November. I was yeah. 50. There should be a drum roll side effect. <laughs> sound effect. Do we have to sing? No. God. <laughs> Actually, people did sing. Oh. I know, which was quite nice. Happy birthday, you old bastard. Um, so I was 50. Um, I did the book, obviously, like I mentioned. Um, Lemmy's dead. Of course. Gutted about that. Mm. I mean, I know people have kind of obviously... Still thinking about Prince, maybe David Bowie at the moment, but Lemmy was lit. That was that was terrible. I was going to say, I think I think out of the 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 few people who have sadly passed away, I think different people have got their different idols in in those group of people. Um, I mean, obviously you can't <laughs> you, you you can't uh, um, I can't think of the word. You can't um, compare. 
Yeah, I mean, each of them are, are, are you can't deny that they're, 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 they're all fantastic musicians and they're all good in their own right. Um, but I think, yeah, like you, like you said, for Lemmy for yourself, for me, it was Prince. Um, for me, it was, um, Paul Daniels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's the, you know, childhood thing. I think it's, uh, <laughs> Well, speaking of a childhood thing, and on a slightly more upbeat note, I did go and see ELO a couple of weeks ago. I know that makes me how, old. How was that? It was bloody brilliant. I mean, I've been wanting to go and see ELO for 40 years because I never did see them when I was old enough and buying, you know, Out of the Blue and, you know, those early albums. Um, so I did get to go and see them in Manchester a couple of weeks ago with my friend Richard and... I swear, we were the only two in the audience that still had our own hips. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's good. We could I have gone be. on the Saga coach trip to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was bloody brilliant. No, it was absolutely the best show. Wait, no, it wasn't the best show I've ever been to. The best show I've ever, ever been to was Queen at Milton Keynes Bowl in 1982 or three. Um, but this was, a fantastic concert. It's the best concert I've been to for a very, very long time. Hmm. So, if Was there's it, anybody out there that hasn't seen ELO ever, are they? Oh, are they a big band? I don't know much about ELO. I know like the hits, but are they? Are there like a lot of? Do they fill the stage? I think it's important that a band fills the stage. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of them. Well, the orchestra would give it away. Wow. Ah. Electric light orchestra. Yeah, but there could be a, you know, there could be a, a synthesizer orchestra. Oh, or God, a... don't, don't talk about orchestral maneuvers in the dark. No, no. But, you know, there are, there's interpretations on the word orchestra. Well, there's only two of the original 1970s lineup. There's Jeff Lynne, obviously, mm -hmm. who's a legend. And then his mate Richard Tandy, who plays keyboards and does those kind of strange synthesizer voice noises. Mr. Blue Sky. No. That type of thing. Um, and then, yeah, backing singers and guitarists and keyboard players and drummers and, oh, and, and cellists and violinists and, yeah, brilliant. And the light show was amazing. I mean, back in like the 1970s, they actually had a spaceship that they climbed out of on stage. Um, <laughs> There wasn't a spaceship this time, but it was bloody brilliant. The show was amazing. You don't get many spaceships on stage these days. No, no. You see, I did see um, Motorhead on the Iron Fist tour where they came out of an Iron Fist. Oh, I, see I, what, I see what they did there. <laughs> but I missed Bomber, the Bomber tour, where they had the lighting rig was in the shape of a World War II bomber. I see what they did there as well. Exactly. <laughs> They're quite a literal band, aren't they? Well, you see, if you'd have gone and seen Girls' School in the early 1980s, they had their hit-and-run tour, and there was a crashed car on stage. Oh, nice. I don't know how nice. they got that. I saw ACDC on the Back in Black tour, and because the tr main track on the album was Hell's Bells, yeah. there was a bloody great bell on the stage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice okay <laughs> i can see where they're taking their inspiration from it's just talking about acdc and getting old because this is a professional podcast the segue yeah. is just amazing um poor old brian johnson said to retire from acdc because he's going deaf well are any of us surprised well yeah i think so <laughs> i can't imagine acdc without him anymore 
Well, no. But maybe uh, maybe he should have been looking after his hearing. Well, it's apparently it's not just to do with the rock and roll. It's to do with the loud motor vehicles that he likes to drive very fast. Uh, and the coach tours, of course. And very loud. You don't get a lot. I suppose a lot of talking on a coach trip, isn't it? Can you imagine that kind of incessant chatting? Yeah. It's that it's that um that constant level of background noise that you you eventually you tune it out but it's still having its it's still taking its toll. And I said, "Did you see Frank last week?" And she said, "No." I said, "Well." And that's what they say. It's all that old women doing that for 4 hours. Which way is he going? He doesn't want to go this way. He wants to go M62. I wonder where he's going to park. <laughs> you can't park round here. It's too muddy. I'm getting into character. <laughs> Lavi's blocked up again. Pass the kettle. <laughs> I get into this, and all I can think about is Alan Bennett. I love Alan Bennett. <laughs> and I swear that my family come from an Alan Bennett film or play. Because every time I hear Alan Bennett or somebody doing an Alan Bennett turn, it just reminds me of me nana. Because, like, ooh, lemon wedge. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. <laughs> Now, there's lots of stuff been happening that we could have talked about. Um, five simple steps has gone out of business. Again. Again. Yeah. Again. Everybody's been going apeshit over style guides and design systems and some such shit. Yep. Lots of dastardly deeds. Anyway, so we're back. We're back. And we're going to be every two weeks because I'm going to rigidly stick to the schedule and we're going to have some brilliant guests and we're going to have some old-fashioned conversations. Yeah about work and life and unfinished business and hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, talk about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we've, we've all done podcasts before, the three of us. Yep. So we can talk about that a little bit. And uh, a motivation and other stuff. But I suppose what I should do, 15, 20 minutes into the conversation, <laughs> is I should, I should formally introduce you two to both of our listeners. Because this is the start of the official bit. This is the part that you'd hear if this podcast was as good as something on the BBC. If only. If only. Listen, that's an old in joke. <laughs> Here we go. <coughs> Let me have a drink of water. I like that you have to have a drink of water to com calm yourself, compose yourself. This is going to be a big one. <clears throat> a very warm welcome back to Unfinished Business. This is episode 118, and I'm your host, internet raconteur and mischief maker, Andy Clark. And joining me this week are digital product designer, because, man, isn't everyone these days? <laughs> Former host of the Freelance Web Podcast and lately running enthusiast, Mr. Sean Johnson. Good day. How are you? Well, I'm very well, thank you. You could have asked me that 20 minutes ago. Well, I did, didn't I? <laughs> it's just this formal introduction. It's, it's thrown me off. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I fell out of character there for a minute. And joining Sean is lead developer of the lovely Little Perch and Perch Runway CMSs, publisher of the Long Running 24 Ways, which is the original advent calendar for web geeks. And he's an actual running man, Mr. Drew McClellan. Hello. Hello. It's lovely that you're back. Can I say that? Thank you. It's nice to have you back. How was that? Because I want this podcast to sound professional. Well, it was it was pretty good. I think we'd get, I don't know, I don't know what Sean thinks. I'm, I'm uh, thinking... It was better than anything I ever did, so... I'm thinking a seven, a solid seven. 
Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd go, I'd... Like Strictly. Just like Strictly. Seven. Few... <laughs> Fewer sequins. Oh, I do like a sequin, but that's another story. <laughs> no, there's loads and loads that we could talk about. We, you know, we could talk about the burning issues of the day. We could talk about the EU referendum. Oh, let's. No, let's not. <laughs> that's my favourite topic. <laughs> is it really your favourite topic? No. Oh. Okay, well, let's leave that one where it is then. <laughs> and I do know that some people like us to talk about CSS or design systems or some shit, shit like that. But what I want to do today, first episode back, um, and, you know, a little bit because it's about kind of motivation and geeing yourself up and picking yourself up and dusting yourself off and actually getting out there and doing something again. And, you know, it's an effort, even you know, making a podcast. It's an effort. I want to talk about fitness and not being fat and getting fit. And what it takes, and motivation, and some things like that. Because we've all been doing a little bit of fitness to try and turn ourselves around over the last however long. Um, and I thought that'd be a good topic for the three of us. Yeah. Rather than PHP. Oh, but PHP's so much fun to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> Don't you have to see it, though? <laughs> Yeah, I, I do actually listen to some PHP podcasts, and um, it's it's a trial. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that to get this series of unfinished business off the starting blocks. Oh, oh I see what you did there. We could talk about exercise because you know men of a certain age, and most importantly, how to get motivated to get off our fatter asses that maybe we'd like and actually just do something because like i say we've all been doing it to one degree or another mm-hmm. and um and that's what i want to talk about if that's okay if everybody feels comfortable with sharing their i'm not, well, not going to measure you obviously i don't want you to speak your weight i don't think your scale's big enough <laughs> for me anyway I, I do feel sorry for the people on Biggest Loser and particularly, have you seen, because I like it, to be honest, this is probably going to sound very politically incorrect. I do like watching a fat program. Oh, I love a fat program. <laughs> I really love a fat program. Obese, A Year to Save My Life. Yep. One of my favourites. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> and it's very sad and a little bit humiliating for the four, the poor fat people that have to do it, but when they're so big that they have to stand on the cargo scales. Wow. Yeah. Now I, I like the um I like the more motivational fat programs. So I like things like Biggest Loser, where you've got people who their weight's got out of control and they show them how to solve it and how to set themselves on the right track. And so you see them over the progress, uh, you know, they progress over the series and and lose the weight and get healthier and it's like motivational. Those are the ones I like. Well, I get what you mean, but the problem with most of, well, the problem with Biggest Loser particularly, and a lot of those fat programs is Americans. Uh, You can get an Australian version. Oh, that might be better, but it's not just Americans, although they've got a lot to blame for lots of stuff. It's the format of their TV shows where... For example, when it gets the weigh-in part on Biggest Loser, you know, you've seen them peddling their asses off throughout the episode, and then it gets to the team weigh-in bit at the end, and it takes like 45 minutes, because <laughs> there's just so many bleed adverts, and it'll be get to be like, so Stan has to lose £10 this week, otherwise his team goes into, I don't know, 
some vat of acid. And he stands on the scales and it's like, last week you weighed 490 pounds and this week you weigh... And then there's adverts. And then after the adverts... They then repeat the last two minutes <laughs> yeah. of the bloody program. Uh, but they, they, uh, they, the really cunning thing is they don't exactly repeat it. They don't just replay it. They, it's like another take of them doing the same thing. So they say the same thing, but slightly different. But it's another, it's a complete another take they've done for coming back from the, from the ads. So they kind of just phrase it a bit differently and then they go into the way in again. Well, they um, could speed the program up by about 20 minutes just by <laughs> lack of repetition. Yeah, we we I have to say we sky plus it and then just <laughs> just fast forward through all the boring bits. Do you have it on a series link? Oh, of course. Yeah, got you got a series link that up. So I do like a fat program. It's it's one of my guilty pleasures. That and Australian MasterChef, and I'm sure the two things are not linked. <laughs> so, what's been motivating you to get fit recently, Sean? Um, probably about 15 years of struggling with my weight, I guess. <laughs> um, I lost, uh, about three and a half, four stone, uh, about three years ago. Um, and it was great. I, I did a, one of these very low calorie food pack diets and lost it quickly in about three, three and a half months. Um, and I was fine for about a year. Um, and, um uh, at some point somebody had told me that of people who lose weight on diets um because you tend to go back to your original eating habits um only 5% of those people successfully keep the weight off the other 95% put it all back on within a year and probably more so that kind of that was almost like um a subconscious acceptance that uh, yeah, screw it i can yeah I can, i'm all right to put the weight back on again kind of thing and gradually over the period of three years the weights crept back on and i've been up and down all the time so um there's 101 different reasons um but mostly it's you know i'm i'm getting older <laughs> every year um the, the kids are running about and doing stuff and you know i get i get out of breath just running around the garden with them and stuff and i just thought i, I need to do something now um and and you know seeing seeing other people um online um sharing their uh, experiences of um you know weight loss and struggling with weight loss and and diet and all that kind of stuff i just thought joe what let's 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 try and do this i'm going to record my progress in little videos for myself um and um i i can use that for uh, almost as a visual reference point for myself, but also if I do start struggling, I can just go back and watch the first couple and remind myself why I'm doing it um, and just try and give myself a bit of um, drive. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's something I've been doing for the last say 10, 15 years. Um, and I just want to get somewhere now. So. Cause the problem for a lot of us is that, we tend to sit on our asses for work for absolutely, most of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, to, I, I, I've, um, I mean, I've had, I have shared these videos publicly, and I have mentioned in one of them um, about, uh, you know, there was a time when I, I was a lot 
20 years ago in the 90s i was out every weekend clubbing and djing and stuff and you know the the, the weekend would um go by probably without eating a great deal of food and, and and stuff and you know i was a lot slender a lot slimmer a lot fitter and then i started working in an office environment and pretty much spent the day there would rarely go out um get off my ass even at lunchtime and i'd snack at my desk and uh, i also stopped smoking which i think had a massive part to do with it in about 2001 um and obviously i think i replaced that habit with with snacking and i just ballooned i mean i'm not you know i'm not huge but i am big um uh, some people might think i'm huge but I'm, i'm certainly not you know the 30 stone guy you see on some of these programs that they need a crane to be lifted in and out of bed but i i'm just i'm big enough for me to feel uncomfortable um and more lately it's been a big lack of confidence um you know so it's yeah it's good that you've decided to do it for yourself rather than you know kind of peer pressure or you know families nagging or whatever i think that's an important thing i remember when when i stopped smoking god it's five years ago now it was much easier to actually stop smoking and stay stop smoking because it was something that i decided that i wanted to do for myself as like a long-term thing yeah um and i think with the with the fitness the hardest part because everybody goes can go on a diet and everybody can lose a a chunk of weight relatively quickly you know if you don't eat if you've got a calorie deficit you're not gonna you know you're not gonna be putting weight on yeah 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 and you can lose it quite quickly but the key i think is to make sure that it's something that you want to do that's kind of integrated into your lifestyle. You know, you're going to stay more active um, in whatever form that takes. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And, and I think um, off, off the back of that, I think my wife understood that early on when perhaps I didn't so much. And um, she's been much more um, uh, supportive um and and and, underst- and and maybe sort of just backed off a bit when I did slip off the wagon when I've yeah, I've, I've been on I've, since I lost the big chunk of weight and I've sort of tried to I've put it back on again and I've tried to take it off um, I've been on and off of diets for the last um, couple of years and when I fall off she's almost sort of stepped back and just let me figure it out and get myself back on because she knows if she starts you know like you're on a diet stop eating it stop doing that it's going to make me almost rebel a bit and say well you know it's if i want to eat i'll eat kind of thing and yeah uh, so she's been quite supportive in that in that in that sense she almost sort of understood that um she needs to let me do it for myself so do you cook oh yeah that <laughs> I, I i i i've my biggest passion i think is probably food um and i i, I enjoy cooking so much that said though um because uh, I mentioned, you know, I've been doing these sort of very low calorie food packs where I'm on like 600 calories a day and I'm doing it because I've had success on it in the past and I know that I can lose the weight I want to lose quickly and then switch my diet. But I also know that I need to make changes to my diet long term uh, rather than just go on a diet. I need to change my diet. So um I have been eating over the course of the past, you know, four or five years a much generally a much cleaner healthier diet um albeit interspersed with the normal saturated fats and stuff that i <laughs> like and i know exactly but this is the thing is you know with 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 a good decent burger 
one of the, you know, the the biggest problem is that is 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 the bread roll. You know? Well, let's talk about diet in a little while because yeah. I want to come onto the whole the whole kind of diet lifestyle thing, and you know whether you drop carbs or whatever it might be um, in a little while if that's okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew's been running as well. I have. I like to run. I can't believe it because I can remember not that many years ago when mm. you were actually quite a big fella. Yeah, I was about eighteen and a half stone. I was wearing, um, I think, forty-four uh, inch waist jeans, so big old pair of trousers, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I just didn't feel good about myself at all. Um, and I, I sort of, I naturally, I mean, that was sort of when I was at my worst. I think that was when I was writing a lot of books, and the only way I could really cope with writing books in the evening after work was uh, drinking a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've we've got a photo somewhere of the sideboard that I sat by as I was writing my big Dreamweaver book, and it had a, a literal pyramid of uh, beer cans that I'd built up next to it over the space of a few days. Wow. Um, so yeah, that that wasn't uh, that wasn't good, and certainly wasn't healthy. So I dropped down a little bit naturally from that. Um, but then I guess it was probably about three years ago i um was just kind of sick of of feeling sort of heavy and like that i always looked a mess whatever you know i couldn't find any clothes that i put on and i thought hey i you know i i i can feel confident that i you know look smart or anything like that because i just sort of felt not good about myself um and so i i decided to go onto the like a thing on the nhs uh website and calculated my um bmi and i know bmi isn't everything it's you know there's all sorts of flaws in it as a system for calculating what weight you should be but it said that i was obese um and i thought oh okay that's that that's not just kind of like a small margin of error of like this system isn't that great at detecting what your weight is if it says you're obese uh, that's a category above overweight which is a category above like a normal weight mm. so i thought at that point yeah i, <laughs> I need to do something about this <laughs> i don't want to be obese <laughs> so uh, uh, now i'm just overweight which is fine <laughs> i'm right being overweight <laughs> you don't look overweight though i mean no. we we got together for coffee in bristol a couple of weeks ago and you're looking well if you don't mind me saying looking rather buff thank you very much yeah I, well, and i think we're now into the the margins of error with the bmi system because it's not a it's not a perfect system and it depends how much you know your percentage of fat versus muscle versus you know and your height all these sorts of things uh so i'm i'm sort of in the over overweight category but i'm uh, certainly a lot healthier than uh, than i used to be I think oh no, I was going to say I think that's the important thing is it, you know it, it's how how you feel um, and uh, as long you know if you, if you've made an improvement to what you were then that's a bonus whether that's just um, a stone or two lost is going to be better than being a stone or two heavier um, but most importantly it's 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 how you feel and if you're happy with where you are that's fine I think yeah yeah so I and. Uh interestingly i i've not really changed my diet at all um i i still just sort of pretty much i mean we we eat fairly well we don't eat a lot of processed food um you know we cook at home um and at the moment i'm uh, not eating any meat or anything either although that, that that doesn't hasn't sort of seemed to have any impact on my weight at all um but i haven't really changed my diet in terms of a weight of 
weight loss, I've just been more active. I just sort of got myself out moving, got myself out of my chair that I was spending, I don't know, 16 hours a day in, um, and just moved. And that makes all the difference. And I found that it's, I mean, obviously it helps from, um, like a weight point of view. I've, I've, uh, lost weight, but it helps from a, uh, a mental point of view as well, sort of being outside in the open air or just doing something a bit different, being, mm. you know, not, not stuck in front of your screen all the time, just going and, and letting off a bit of, of steam, doing something active. I found that I'm then, I feel much fresher when I come back to my desk. Um, well, how often and how far are you running? Well, at the moment I'm, um, I'm trying to do 30 K a week. So I'm doing a 10 K three times a week, pretty much. Wow. Um, and that's, uh, that was something I started doing in January, like a new year's resolution thing. Um, not, and it, not because it was a big step change from what I was doing before, but I thought, Hey, that, you know, it'd be good to st- just to keep myself motivated. And, um, you know, I try and get out and have a run three times a week. Um, so that's, that's what I've been, uh, been doing. Um, so I tend to run like a, on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night and then a Saturday morning. And that yeah. takes how long to do 10 K? Uh, well, in a race, it would take me about 47 minutes. Um, but if I'm just going out for, for fun, it'll be about an hour. God, it'd take me about a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a natural runner. No, I'm, I, I, I'm and not a natural. And the dog ate my running shoes. I'm well. not a natural runner. I'm not. I mean, you see, you go, you go to races and things and you see the people who, who, who finish first and they're like, you know, wiry praying mantis type people. And then you've got people like me finishing towards the the end of the field who uh, are not, not built for running at all. I'm not a natural runner, but I do want to be more kind of cardiovascular fit. Um, that was one of the big reasons for wanting to start getting healthy a few years ago for me, because I was, I'd quit smoking. I'd been a couple of years, you know, two and a half years or something. Um, and I used to smoke a lot. I mean, I'd never without a cigarette. Um, I mean, I could, I could easily do 40 a day, well, mm. which was, you know, and, and I was smoking red Marlboros and, you know, there's the, there were fairly heavy things and I stopped. And then even a couple of years later, um, I was still finding it increasingly difficult to kind of get up and down stairs. I mean, it wasn't massive. I think I'd gone up to about 15 stone, which for me was actually the heaviest that I've ever, ever been. I mean, if you'd have said to me, how, 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 how heavy are you? I'd have said 10 stone too, because hmm. that's how, how much I weighed when I was a student, you know, <laughs> the 1980s, you know, that was, I was always as skinny as a rake and I was always 10 stone too. And I always had a 30 inch waist. Um, and <laughs> obviously I'd piled a little bit of weight on after quitting smoking because I'd just eaten my feelings <laughs> and, and everything else. And I'd started to get really, really out of breath. I mean, I couldn't run up a flight of stairs without having to, you know, have a sit down afterwards. Mm. Um, and I would really like to, you know, I'd like to be fitter and I'd like to be more kind of cardiovascular fitter, but I know that I'm never going to be one of those kind of springy people. We see, you see runners a lot around here where I live and, you know, there's usually the, the springy ones that seem to kind of like propel themselves along the pavement like gazelles, you know, there's hardly any friction. And then you get the ones like me 
well, maybe no one's like me, but then you would get the ones that I think are like me, which is like watching a rhinoceros run. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, I'm very flat-footed. So, you know, spanking the ground with every bloody footstep. So I've, I've, I can't really run, and I, and I swim. I, I like to swim. I like to do long-distance swimming, and, you know, two or three miles is, is brilliant for me if I can find a decent pool. Um and that started me getting, you know, more active again. Um, and then over the last sort of year or so, I've been hitting the gym, lifting weights. Mm. So although I'm now actually back up to about 14 stone, if I was going to do the whole BMI fat measuring thing, yeah. I'm sure that it would be a lot lower. I don't do, I don't measure, do measurements, but I'm sure that it would be a lot lower than it was when I was a fat git. You see, I find um, the thought of going to a gym and lifting weights far more intimidating than um, than going for a run. Mm. I'm the same. Uh, but I go at about half past eight, uh, sort of quarter past half past eight in the morning for about 45 minutes. And at that time of the day, there's nobody else there because it's the really fit people have kind of done their session before they've gone to work. So they've, they've gone. And usually there aren't any other geezers around during the day. And the ladies that come in and do their classes and the other stuff, um, they don't come in until usually the kids have been dropped off at school. So, you know, 9.30 onwards. So it's a perfect time for me. I mean, five days a week, I'm usually the only one in there. You're doing it five days a week? Yes. I like to do something five days a week. Hmm. But we can talk about programs and, and other stuff. Um in a bit but i've been i've found it better most more recently when i've been following a specific program for quite a while i went there and i just kind of like lifted things at random yeah um you know i pick up the hoover because it looked heavy <laughs> you want a um, dyson that's all right <laughs> no henry hoovers are just the best hoovers it's well, like a, they are quite heavy they are quite heavy they're also very good at sucking, but I would just go, I'd lift up anything. Yeah. I'd lift, I'd lift up the, the bin because I thought it looked heavy. Um, and now I'm actually following a proper program and that's really helpful. Are you following a program, Sean, with, with this running thing? No, I'm, I'm essentially going from zero movement. Um, and that's the, that's the important thing to me. It's the movement. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to lift weights or follow any strict regime. I just want to be more flexible and have, um, have movement in my body, um, rather than just being like a sack of spuds that I have to drag everywhere. Um, but no, in, in terms of, um, a program or regime, I'm, I'm getting up and, uh, trying to run a distance every day. I've, I'm currently doing just one K, which <laughs> in, in comparison to Drew's 10 is, uh, um, <laughs> probably isn't worth money. Well, no, exactly. That, that's that's how is. I see it. I've tried doing the couch to five k thing before, and um, I have had lots of advice. Read read plenty of books and magazines about you know obviously having a, a you know having a run day, then having a rest day. Um, but I'd quite like to get out and create a new habit where I'm going doing some sort of exercise daily. And if it means I can go out, what I like about going for a run versus the gym. When you go to the gym, I I think. A, I don't particularly like like it. I just I don't know something about it. I just don't like. But I, I feel that you you're kind of um, 
you're focused and each each exercise or or machine or something you use you're focused on that specific moment in time in doing the exercise right and how many reps you've done and that kind of stuff whereas when i go out for a run i can daydream and i can you know i can be a little bit more free um and that that's what i like that's i think that's why i chose to uh, do run it, it's also something i can do i can go out of my back door and run i haven't got to get in the car and drive to a gym or um or, or whatever it's something i can i mm. think i can pick up quite quickly but yeah i, I i'm doing started off doing 500 meters and thought i'd be doing that for weeks <laughs> uh, but actually very quickly w- went up to 1k um i'm doing a k a day um i actually walk out to a point which is 1k and then run back so i'm kind of um i might start running both of those legs and do 2k a day but that's that's essentially what i'm doing at the moment well you just got to take it steady i mean i mm. hadn't swum for oh, like 30 years or something um and we went out for a weekend and there was like a little pool and i was kind of you know flapping around and then thought oh, i like this i'm gonna go back to swimming again i need to this was years ago i need to do something so i went to the local 25 meter pool and you know first time ever place is just full of old women poodling about in their you know swimming caps <laughs> bit of breaststroke i'm thinking i can nail this i thought right, 10 10 lengths I'm going to build it up, you know, 10 lengths every time I come. By the time I've done about four, I'm literally laid on the side of the pool and was the strangest color so much that the, that the lifeguard had to come over. All the old women were fine. They were flapping around like normal. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that's laid on the side of the pool going, <gasps> and the lifeguard's coming over going, are you okay? It's the armbands, Andy. They hold you back. I've told you before. <laughs> But you just got to build it up. And then like the next time I did more and then the next time I did more. And by, with with not too long, I think it was about eight weeks or something, you know, I'm swimming a mile, a mile a morning. So I'm sure that give it, you know, four to six weeks or whatever, you're going to be running both ways and some. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, already I, I've got to a point now where uh, I'm only, what, three weeks in and I'm, I'm getting to the end of this, the, the 1K and I, um, I, I can easily turn around and run back. But I've sort of said to myself, no, I, I, I just want to do for the, I'm happy doing what I'm doing for the moment. But what I'm noticing is my, I, I want to improve my pace. I want to start out and run the same pace. It's a flat, um, track on our farm so it's you know there's no hills and things i just want to build up a consistency in my pace and then gradually improve that pace but what i'm finding and i'm noticing is um i seem to be focusing on um each step as my foot goes down and 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 kind of i'm I'm improving um so i know and i know in in time i'll certainly um i'll certainly gradually build it up i don't know if i'll switch to doing anything lengthy um you know like what drew's doing uh, but you know if i can run um i don't know i haven't i haven't set myself any goals actually in in terms of what i want to achieve with the fitness with the running and, and and that side of things it's more a case of i've set myself a goal of losing three stone in three months um but I, I'll see where it pans out. I mean, if, if I end up doing, say, a couple of 5Ks a week. Um, um, but That'd be awesome. It would, it would. Mm. But I do like the idea of going out and doing, because if, if I have a rest day, if I'm, if I do 5K, then a rest day and a 5K and a rest day, on those rest days, I, I don't currently have any exercise that I could replace that with. So I, I would rather do a bit of exercise every day. Um, 
Yeah, just just so I'm moving and stuff. So, how do you stay motivated? Because uh, this is that old cliche about everybody buys a gym membership in <laughs> after in <laughs> January, and then they use it. What is it like? Most people don't go after like two weeks or something. Yeah. And I, like you, I find that if I make it regular, and you know, if I make myself get up every day and go to the gym and do something different, you know, it's not always the same thing. Then. I find that easier to keep the motivation going. Whereas if I have, for example, um, I didn't go Saturday, I didn't go Sunday, I missed Monday for a work reason. So by the time it gets around to sort of Tuesday of the week, I've been, I haven't been for four days. And it's easy and, to not go again, isn't it? It's, yeah. And yeah. it's hard. Yeah. yeah. You just think, Oh, let it go. <laughs> yeah. So how do you keep motivated? That's the question. Well, I could never, I could never do it on my own. Um, uh, I tried running or getting into running for uh, a good few times. Um, I tried like watching telly on a treadmill. I tried running out outside on my own uh, and I could just never get myself motivated to do it consistently and to make any improvements. And running's really hard when you start because it's so, it feels so alien. It's, it's exhausting and it hurts. Um, and you have to sort of push through to get to that point of doing it enough where you start to feel a bit of an improvement and you can feel that actually no this is fun um and i could never get to that point um so i only really got in i only really properly got into running um when i moved to bristol a couple of years ago and i joined a running club um and just the fact that that was uh, there was like a scheduled run going out at quarter past six on a Tuesday evening and quarter past six on a Thursday evening. I know that that if I set aside that time, um, and I couldn't let anything flow into that because, you know, if I, if I wasn't there at quarter past six, they'd go off without me. Um, I couldn't think, oh, just another half an hour working and then I'll go, you know, you have to go at that set time. Um, and that's, that was the thing that really got me motivated and got me doing it regularly. Um, because it, when I was left to my own devices, I, I just couldn't do it. And you get to hang out in parks. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're wearing matching uh, matching T-shirts with the people next to you, which is quite good. And spandex. <laughs> Speaking of spandex, you've been doing your YouTube videos and blog posts. and You won't catch me wearing spandex, though. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but it'll come. <laughs> I mean, I think that's really cool. I mean, I think that's really cool. I know you're not doing it for other people to gawk at. You're doing it for your own kind of motivational stuff, and you'll use it as a, like a record of you know your progress and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine that you know because we might laugh about it, but everybody's a bit sensitive to a certain degree, aren't they? And you're putting you're putting it out there. Yeah. Well, I I think it's probably because um, like like Drew says, having somebody else it's almost like you've got somebody else to be accountable to um because like i say i mean what we were saying earlier about um you've got to do it for yourself and um you know if you do miss a day or two with uh, this is another reason i want to go out every day rather than every other day is because if if i if if i do miss a day and then very you know then i miss another day and it's like well actually i can't be bothered now so that's why i want to try and get out every day so i create a new habit that which I think I'm, I'm getting there now. I mean, uh, that, I think because I'm doing the shorter distance, uh, I've quickly got to the point where actually I'm, I'm enjoying it. Now, God knows what will happen if I try and run, say, 5k. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, so, so I, I, 
I thought if I record these videos, I can use them for um, just a bit of a spur on if, if, if I do think, oh God, I haven't been out for a couple of days and I can remind myself um, about why, why I was doing it and, and um, kind of have a visual reference point and see how I'm progressing over time. Um, and yeah, so I, I started recording the videos. I had no intention of putting them online. And I actually saw a video, um, cause everyone's vlogging at the moment. <laughs> um, and, and, and I was watching, it's like, it's like podcasting was three or four years ago. Everyone's now vlogging instead of podcasting. Um, I was watching a guy called Harry Hitchens, who's a, um, photographer and filmmaker. And he had done a, um, a, a little five, series um thing called feel good and one of them he had lost a stone in a month and um then another one was talking about the motivation and uh, all the, everything else and I, I i thought do you know what this if 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 i upload these videos and even if only one person watches i wasn't expecting anybody to watch them but it just means that i i'm then accountable to them too um and I, I thought, well, let, let's, okay, let's do it. So I uploaded them, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks ago now. And they sat there, <laughs> they sat there for a week and I was so nervous about announcing it. And I just thought, sod it, let's do it. And I, cause I'd already, I'd already said a few weeks ago, look, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do three stone in three months. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, you can do this. So I thought, well, these people have been asking me since I announced that how I've been getting on. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, let's, let's, let's put them up there. Let's show these people. And now uh, it, it's, it's there. It's out in the open. And, you know, uh, and, and in fact, the thing, the thing that I was expecting, um, some, a, a comment from a certain person that we both know quite well lives not too far away from yourself. Um, and actually he was very supportive. I was expecting a typical smug comment that he's quite, um, used to making. Um, I, I, I think I'm sure you, you know who I'm getting at. Actually, it turns out he, he was, he thought it was great. And I thought, well, if he's cool with it, then so am I. <laughs> we actually went running once, um, about a year or more ago. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking, I mean, this whole thing about doing it with somebody else. And mm. I think that's really important. I mean, I've, yeah. I tend to train on my own most days of the week, but there is, um, there's a particular lady bodybuilder and fitness expert that trains at the same gym. So on my off days, when I'm not doing my program, if she happens to be training, then I'll train alongside her. And God, the amount of competition that it kind of, brings into you yeah i mean you know she's doing 12 reps of something and there's no way that i'm gonna not do 12 even if it <laughs> bloody kills me although she's way way fitter than i am um i mean not now sean obviously as you sort of getting into it but you know can you see maybe you know some kind of club or i don't know actually what about a personal trainer yeah, I think so. Um, in, in due course, I think what, because I've done this three stone in three months ish before, I know I can do it again. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that myself and I want to get, I want to get 
my body used to moving around. I'd quite like to do, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to play ice hockey. I used to do karate. Um, I was an active young person. Um, now my little one's interested in doing kung fu and, um, my other, my, my daughters do it, started ice skating lessons. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to need to be a bit more mobile and a bit more active. So I'm kind of getting myself in a position and then i think when i get to a stage where and i'm I, i'm sure it's inevitable i'm going to get to a point where i really want i, I really get the fitness bug if you like and i know that at that point i i will certainly seek uh further help you know the, 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 there's a there's a thing people people seem um and i'm not i'm not being um ungrateful but when, when you say you know that you, you want to lose weight or you started fitness everyone throws advice at you oh everybody's uh, a bloody yeah. expert and it's and it's and it's great because it's it's encouragement and that but it's you know i i just need to start this myself and find find my way um until i get to a point where i'm comfortable in maybe going to a gym or starting a class and yeah because i know if i go and start kung fu lessons with my with my young lad and i remember from karate lessons before when i was a kid you, you, the first thing you do is you do 20 sit-ups and you do 20 push-ups i can't do 10 i can't no. even do five at the moment no, so i I, I want to be in a position where i'm comfortable with being able to move and be you know flexible enough to do these sort of things so yeah i in in my own time if you like but yeah so talk about setting goals then, because I found that doing this program that I'm working on right now has actually really helped me. I'm doing this uh, this thing called Five by Five, um, which is strength training for anybody that knows about weightlifting. Um, so rather than going to the gym like I was before and basically doing some sort of isolated exercise every day. So, you mm -hmm. know, you might do legs one day or arms, biceps and triceps another day or, you know, back pull downs and all that kind of stuff, rows another day. So very kind of isolating exercises. Um, I couldn't really get on with that toe real because I never really know kind of how much I should be lifting. And when you're doing it on your own, you never really push yourself as hard, I don't think, as when you're competing with somebody else that's standing next to you, whether it be a trainer or somebody that you're training with or whatever. Yeah. So I start, and I need a goal. I need to know that I'm doing something properly. So I started this five by five thing. And basically, it's two sets of exercises, basically, that you do alternately. So exercise A, you might do on a Monday, and it's going to be squats probably an overhead barbell press or uh, and deadlifts. So three exercises and you do five repetitions of five sets. Okay. So 25 of each one. And it's the same weight. It's none of this kind of, you know, increasing or de decreasing the weight as you go through the sets. It's the same weight for all the sets. And then exercise set B is going to be squats again because you squat every day. Um, then it's going to be like a chest press or it's going to be a barbell row, something like that. So three exercises, five by five alternating. And every day or every time you do an exercise, it raises the weight by two and a half kilo. Ooh. So I started off on the 29th of January and I was squatting 30 kilo. Mm -hmm. 
and yesterday I squatted 70. Ooh. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, but the next one will be 72 and a half. So I find that really useful because I know that I know what I've got to do. <laughs> you know, I either know whether I've done it or not. I know what the weight should be and I can see the progress. You know, I can see it myself, but I can also see it on the chart as well because I've got the app, you know, I've got to have an app to follow. And I find this thing really, really useful rather than just kind of, you know, doing it willy nilly. Well, that's, yeah. that's why I set myself the, you know, originally 500 meters. And if I could run 500 meters, which is, is nothing in comparison to, you know, 5k or 10k, but that, that I gave myself that goal. And then when I could do that comfortably, I then pushed it up to the 1k. And I think that's what, you know, giving me that and, and giving myself the three months to lose three stone is what I'm focusing on right now. Um, and yeah, you know, it, the, the goal setting thing, I think, I think that's probably why I haven't been so successful previously when i've because i lost the, the weight so quickly before i thought to myself i can do it again and i've never really been that focused i just sort of i've started a diet two or three weeks later i've fallen off the bandwagon and it kind of you know it's um it, it not having the goals it, i i've had no success but now i've given myself these goals i really seem to be finding my feet and being you know getting somewhere with it have you taken Either of you, have you taken before and after photos or videos? I suppose. No, no, I didn't either. No, you see, and I wish I had. I wish I'd taken them when I was at my fattest. There's a, there there is a photo of me on stage at um, Milton Keynes Geek Night, which was um, one that I found sort of shortly before I started losing weight, and um, th- I film most of the frame. Um, so, so that's that's quite a uh, a motivational uh, reference point. If I sort of look back at that, I think, yeah, I, I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I didn't actually take um take a formal picture. That uh, that's a bit weird. No, I but people know. do. People do, and they always say, "Oh, you should do befores and afters," you know, so you can you know see your progress month on month. I never did it, but I might start doing it now, actually. But it's that whole thing about I've got to take my shirt off and you know. Sue, can you take a picture? It also sounds a bit, <laughs> sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? Well, I, I, I did take a picture, but I wasn't naked and I will never go naked. <laughs> I, I had a, I, when, when I lost the weight before, I had a sweatshirt, um, and it, f- uh, it fitted perfectly. Now, it, not so much. <laughs> so I kind of like, um, a grey Michelin man. So I've got a photo with me <laughs> wearing that and the running trousers that I wear, which are, um, kind of they're not skin tight leggings but they're not baggy jogging bottoms either they're kind of like in between so i've got a photograph of me front and side which i won't share until i've got something to compare it with <laughs> um, but but i it, for that very purpose i've i've seen before and after photos and it just it, it i think it helps with the motivation for me mm. when you know when i get when i get down to that point i can look back and think i'm not going back there again um I've also got the photo which I have shared in one of the videos of me from back in the 90s. Um, uh, if I can get down to that, well, <laughs> I think I'll go out and have a big fat greasy burger to celebrate. <laughs> well, well, we were going to come back to talking about diet. So that was a brilliant segue. <laughs> because I think that, I mean, I know of people, um, you know, people that go to the gym and, you know, that, that do a lot of, um, they do a lot of kind of faddy stuff, 
Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll really heavily train or diet for a certain thing. Um, and then let it go again. And then there'll be another diet. And then it's, it's kind of up and down and up and down. I'm convinced that that can't be, you know, can't necessarily be good for you. So I think that, you know, the, the, the best thing is to kind of make things consistent, you know, nice, healthy eating throughout the year. And yeah, you can have a blowout. I mean, in fact, I think it's actually good. You know, I think it's good to have your, your cheat day or your treat day or whatever you call it. You know, ours tends to be Sunday lunch. We'll drive out to Anglesey and have a really, really nice Sunday lunch. Because otherwise, it's just boring. Yeah. I mean, it's a friend of mine that trains a lot. And, you know, all he eats is chicken and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, that must be so boring. So boring. So not doing crash diets as well, I think, is the other thing. I mean, what's this VLCD diet you're it's, doing? It's very low-calorie food packs. It, sorry, the VLCD stands for very low-calorie diet. Um, I'm essentially on um, – the one I did before was a branded one. It's uh, Lighter Life, which is kind of like your Slimming World and your Weight Watchers type thing. Uh, you have four packs a day. Um, totaling about 600 calories a day, which most people are like, whoa, that's a bit, that's, that's dangerous, surely. But it's not. Each pack has a quarter of your recommended daily allowances for minerals and vitamins and all your other bits and pieces. Um, you kind of, you, you snap, you, 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 you put yourself into a state of ketosis, which is essentially where you, it's a natural, um, metabolic process that your body does anyway um but when you strictly limit your carbohydrate intake or your calorie intake your body goes into this state where it starts essentially burning the fat because it's got no carbs to burn so that that's what happens it they don't recommend you do it for more than 12 weeks at a time which is why i've set myself a three-month thing um and you know regular checkups with your doctor my doctor's happy that i do it and as i say i had success on it before um so that's why i'm doing it now because i know i can get that weight loss i want i am also fully aware that i can get probably as much uh, a rapid weight loss on a healthy eating diet uh, of you know eating raw foods unprocessed foods cutting out the carbs and um the, the sugars and things um but i i and i I, my diet will probably switch to that as i come towards the end of my three month challenge that i've set myself um you know no longer term you know i i enjoy the healthy foods since i've been eating more raw foods and um um you know less processed foods um that I, i quite enjoy that anyway so um that will be my diet longer term but for the for the in the the immediate um thing is i'm i'm going to be on these food packs just it because it's it's all it's almost sort of um it's a plan that's been written out for me whereas if i was going to go on the health, healthy eating thing i'd have to um go through cookbooks and find recipes and and have that stumbling block that come four o'clock ah oh, shit what well, i'm gonna eat for my tea whereas with a food pack i rip it open put some hot water in and boom i'm done so yeah see i can't cook i mean i can't boil a potato so i mean i'm really lucky that sue's a brilliant cook and she knows a lot about food so when people are talking about you know, healthy diets and stuff. We, we don't eat much crap. I mean, apart from the fact that I have to pass McDonald's on the way to the office from the gym every day. 
which yeah, I love a McDonald's breakfast, but we generally don't eat crap. You know, very rarely we don't eat anything that's processed. We very rarely eat, you know, sugary things or, you know, whatever. So there's not a huge amount for me to kind of cut down on, really. Um, what I am thinking of doing is I'm thinking of, because we've got a holiday coming up. And this is me contradicting myself because, you know, I just <laughs> said a minute ago that, you know, people train for holidays and then, you know, bulk up again. But, you know, we've got this holiday end of June and I just, it's my goal. It's that thing that I've got in my head. And I think it's helped me psychologically, actually, particularly this last few months to think, do you know what? That's something to focus on. And I know that that's probably not healthy psychologically. You know, I know it's not, it's not exactly an eating or disorder or what do they call it body dysmorphia or some such thing. You know, I know it's not that, but it's, I know it's a control issue and I know that you know, I'm controlling that aspect of my life by, you know, exercising and dieting and everything else. And, you know, that's leading up to this holiday. Um, so I am going to do some sort of he fairly heavy lifting for a few weeks. And then I'm going to go on to, they call it shredding, which is basically, um, you know, an awful lot of protein and reasonable amount of fat and minimal amount of carbs. So it's not just eating shreddies. It's not just <laughs> eating shreddies. That's a shame. Or honey nut. There, there was. I, rem I remember in 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 my it, my last fifteen years of fad diets. There there was a there was a shreddies diet where you did have <laughs> bowls. That you pretty much just ate shreddies. <laughs> I never did it because I hate shreddies, but it's crazy. No, well, it's basically it's about doing mixing a lot of mixing a lot of cardio in with the weights yeah. and eating a lot more protein and eating a lot more regularly too. So, you know, five meals a day um, okay. at around about, I don't know, 2,000 calories a day, something like that, but a huge amount of protein and, um, and, and not a lot of carbohydrates. And, but then you can have a blowout, you know, at a weekend and you can eat the big greasy burger if you want to because, you know, your body needs that kind of stuff every now and again. This all sounds like hard work. That's the problem though, isn't it? But I, yeah, but I do have a bit of an obsessive personality. You know, that's why I'm sitting here in a studio that's surrounded by action figures because I like to collect things and I like to focus on, you know, a thing. It's like that thing that's whirring away in the back of my head. And at the moment with me anyway, it's weightlifting. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that you don't act. I mean, obviously you can make a project of weight loss, which is good, but you don't have to make a project of it. Um, I mean, I guess I, I lost, I've lost about four stone over a sort of two years. Um, and I haven't really changed how I eat. I mean, I don't eat too badly, but I eat cheese most days and, and enjoy a glass of wine or, or a few, and a few beers at the weekend. And just, I just kind of eat and drink normally. Um, but then just do a whole bunch of exercise with it. Um, and okay, it's, 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 it's taken me like two years to, to lose a, a good amount of weight. Um, but it ha I've, I don't feel like it's been hard work to do. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't needed a clipboard or a timetable. No, and I don't want to get to that point where, you know, with some people that, you know, they're weighing their food, you know, well, I've got to have <laughs> yeah. this amount yeah. of chicken breast every day. And I know that with this particular diet that I'm going to do, it's something like you have to have, I think it's one and a half grams of protein for every pound of wow. your body what? weight or something that's like that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and, but that's the last thing that I want to be doing because I just like a burger. 
But the thing is, like you're saying there, if you create a calorie deficit, this is what Sean will do. You, know, you create yeah. a calorie deficit where when you're eating healthily, but you're exercising a hell of a lot more, you're just burning it off. So it's not, you know, it's not going on your bum. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and not starving yourself too. That's always a bad thing. My, my friend, uh, Ben from, uh, my running club is, um, currently running, uh, a marathon every single day. Um, and so he has the opposite problem. He, uh, has to try and eat as much as he possibly can uh, so, so that he doesn't run out. Um, which is quite interesting. Um, uh, uh, apparently his feet hurt. So. It's similar to Alex, though. <laughs> Talking about Alex again, he always gets his dirty laundry aired on this podcast. But he's a skinny fella, and went away to Costa Rica to do his great big six-week uh, fieldwork trip. And you know he's walking ten k a day. You know, in the heat, in the humidity, carrying mm. a back a backpack on the way there, which has got you know. 10 pound of water in it because he's got to carry his own water and on the way back when he's drunk all the water he's got he's bringing rocks back with him because he's strange like that so he's actually burning off more calories than he could properly take in and you know being a vegetarian it's not easy to find veggie food and good veggie food when you're in somewhere like you know costa rica in the outback so um he had that exact same problem do you know what i think we should wrap it up in a minute Okay, But before we go, I don't know whether you remember, but when I was doing the podcast last year, I'd actually stopped doing sponsor spots and mm. started to talk about just some things that I liked instead. And, you know, I can talk about like a product or a service or something like that. And if people like it, then, you know, they can go and check it out and, and things like that. So I talked about my Bodum coffee mug. Mm. with Brad Frost and uh, Stephen Hay for about 20 minutes on one episode. <laughs> and that was quite funny. And then my Jolie Originals laptop sleeves, which I really like. Um, and I also talked about Cornerstone, which is shaving supplies that you pay a certain amount a month for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked about them. And the nice thing is if you have a referral code from Cornerstones, when somebody signs up using that code, they get £10 off their order. Nice. But you get £10 credit on your account as well. So that kind of backfired on me now because I now have £670 worth of credit and I'll never be able to (laughs) shave that much. I need to shave. I've got to... I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, cool. So so what I want to talk about this week really briefly is I want to talk about something else that I love and that is my Rotring 800.5mm mechanical pencil. Because... I know this sounds really strange, but I like my pencil a lot. And, you know, I've, I've had pencils, you know, I've had HBs and HBOs and whatever there it is, <laughs> HBs, SBs, all the, you know, regular pencils. And two I'm, Bs. I'm a bit of a, or not two B. And I'm a bit of a sharpening freak as well. You know, I've actually got like a Caran Dash mechanical pencil sharpener, you know, one of those ones that sits on the desk, um, which I don't really like that much. I actually like to, I like to, sharpen my pencils with a with a razor blade so that you know you can get like a beautiful point so I, i've tried to use regular pencils for a long time i like my pencils but i've always had this hankering for a mechanical pencil and then i got one last year for my birthday sue bought me this brilliant rotring 800 pencil and it's ace and i really like it 
And, you know, it, you need to try a pencil for yourself, but this one feels really, really nice in your hand. You know, it's got like a nice, um, grippy texture when you hold it down near the nib. And then when you twist the little top to, um, get the nib to come out of the bottom, like the little lead to poke out the bottom so you can write with it, that's really nice and grippy. And it's got a really nice kind of weight and balance to it when you hold it. And it's got this really satisfying kind of mechanical click, you know, when you kind of go, just when you turn it to get the, the lead to come out. And most importantly, it writes and it draws really, really smoothly. In fact, the only thing that I think I could criticize is that it's got this little um, built-in eraser in the other end, not the nib end, top end. And it has a little cap that goes over the rubber, like a little black cap. Mm. And that's the only thing, because it's not attached to anything. It's the only thing that I have to try really hard not to lose or swallow, because that's what I do. I put it in my mouth, and I pull the cap off with my teeth, and then use the rubber. And if somebody says something to me, it's, it's gone in my mouth more than once. So that's the only thing. And it was, this was a present from Sue for my birthday last year, and... um and it's brilliant. I really like it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put an affiliate link in to Amazon in the show notes um, on the website. So if you feel inspired that you want to try my favorite pencil, then you can click through. And I'd appreciate you clicking on that link. And that's something that I like. Cool. Who could resist such a thing? It is lovely. Funny thing was, was that <laughs> Sue had had the idea to get me this pencil for my birthday. And we before my birthday, we went out to Smashing Conference in Barcelona. And we're sitting around the table with me and Brendan Dawes and a few other people and Sue. And he's clicking away on his pencil. So I'm saying to Bren, oh, what pencil is that? Is that the best pencil you can buy? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't know where to start with He knows his pencils, pencils, doesn't he? <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a pencil aficionado, is Brendan. And all the time, Sue's sitting there very quietly going, I hope he flipping well says the pencil that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, turns out that he was right and she was right, and I got the Rotring 800.5 millimeter mechanical pencil, which is bloody brilliant. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Great. So thanks for that, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed that. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it too. Yes, nice me too. Nice little chat. Um, we should wrap it up. Here's the outro. You should follow Sean on Twitter. He's Sean UK. And you should follow Drew too. He's at Drew M on Twitter, or me, at Malarkey, to ask questions and suggest topics. You can message this show on Twitter, at UnfinishedBZ, or BZ, or you can still email me, he has at unfinished.bz. 